0: You can do it! And you've got this woman! Just be ready to take action and change your situation. That's the message from the founder of the Amazing Women Global, Ros Thornton, who is our guest on the You Soulful Genius Podcast today. Let's listen to how it all went. You're listening to You Soulful Genius Podcast, a show about highlighting the genius within every one of us through acts of creating a world of balance, truth and conscience. This is Mutia Tadaboale, your host. Podcast. Today, I'm with the phenomenal lady, Ros Thornton. Today, Ros is going to be talking about some really serious issues surrounding women and keeping the home and building your business and just being unstoppable. Rose is the director of Amazing Women Global Limited, a coaching and training company, and she's the founder of the UK Amazing Women Awards. Through our work, Rose has been training and speaking to women globally and she empowers women around the subjects of confidence careers and money. I'm not going to be taking too much away from Rose. I'm sure you want to hear from her. So I'm going to give it to Rose now to introduce herself and tell you about all the magical wonders she's been doing with women and a career you know around UK and globally. Welcome to the program Rose. Thank- hi hi and thank you for having me. Um so
1: um, I just want to kick off with why I started my business. Yes, And I think that's probably where a lot of women um, start off because I wanted to start a home business because my children were at school and they were of school age. And I wanted to have more flexible time with them. And I wanted to take the summers off and I wanted to take the school holidays off. And I knew that wasn't possible um, the way I was working before. So I, I worked uh, 20 years in local government. And that was fantastic. That was great. And I, and I was involved in some fantastic projects. Um, However, I got made redundant in 2010. And um, so I had a little bit of um, time to reflect on some of the bits of work that I really enjoy doing. So I would say to anybody who is thinking of changing their career is to think about the career that you're in now and think about all the elements that were really, really good that you always enjoyed. And for me, the parts of my work that I always enjoyed was the interacting with uh, with people and, and the training that I had to do and mentoring. So those were the parts that I enjoyed the most, so that therefore I decided to retrain when I became redundant as a trainer and a live coach. And that's really worked worked out for me. And I went on in 2016 to set up um, Amazing Women Global, which is a training and coaching company. And I train around three key areas, which is uh, careers, confidence, and money. Because I, think, I feel that those three areas are so key and important to women's lives that if you've got those three key areas right, then there's no reason why you cannot have a happy and fulfilling life um, and I am living proof Mattia. I am living proof that it, it is all possible it's all about balance and it's all about just getting your priorities right but um, and I'm not going to say it's not without struggles because it will be with struggles and we all have struggles in life but I think that it's definitely worth it for those that are thinking about you know, going self-employed or, or setting up their own their own company. Um, so for me, uh, that, was, that was the reason why. Um, I did get made redundant and I was thinking about changing my career. Um, and then I thought about all the elements that I love doing. And then I just thought, well, why don't I just focus on those? And it was really funny because when I sat down with a coach, um, a work coach um, initially, and they kept saying to me, you know, so what do you like doing? And I said, I just like having coffees and chatting with my friends and going to parties I don't know if I actually enjoy work and I never thought that I would ever do a job is <laughs> just chatting to people I like and have, throwing events which are like parties <laughs> so in the end I did end up doing things that I that I really really enjoy um I can choose who I want to work with you know um when I first started, I, I was coaching anybody and everybody, uh, which you do when you first start and you're get and you getting your, your business off the ground. But now I, I, I've been running this business for five years. I, I can be a bit more selective about who I work with. Um, I do work with um, a lot of organizations. I do a lot of training and coaching and mentoring, um, particularly like women in leadership, like junior leaders. Um, And also coaching people in soft skills uh, in organisations. So things like customer service, time management, um, team building. So those kind of soft skills as well. And I've had the pleasure of working with some corporate organisations, which has been fantastic. So um, I feel like I'm very blessed in in the sense that I do the work that I want to do and I can take time off when I want to do it. And that's, that's all the positive sides of having your own business. Um, there are some downsides, obviously it is down to you. Um, you have to create that energy, you have to create that passion and that drive. It all has to come from you. Or if you're in a partnership with somebody uh, when you're developing your business, then it, you know, it's between you and your, your business partners. But for me, it was tot- I was totally on my own. And I, and I, but I knew why I wanted to do that, that business. Um, and I knew why I wanted to work with women. So this is where um, I had to dig dig, deep from my past because I'm from, um, you know, my parents came here from the Caribbean in the sort of fifties and sixties and my mum had eight children and I'm the youngest. And so I've seen the struggles that she went through. We also had domestic violence in our house. And because of that, I think that shaped us, especially the women. Um, the girls in the household. We were sort of told by my mum that we always had to have our own money. We always had to have our own bank account. You know, she made sure we went went to college and and, and helped us to try and get a profession because she didn't want us to end up um, financially dependent on uh, a partner. So all of those things have kind of been ingrained in me from a young age, and. So for me, that was why I definitely wanted to. When I, you know, when I had the opportunity, I definitely wanted to work with women to empower them and to encourage them to do the job that they wanted to do, and maybe even go for higher jobs than they thought capable. And um, and then once they they get the jobs they want and they they've got the confidence they want, how to manage their money as well, because that is quite a big part of it. And so I go into you know I've got three programs. Um, one is around confidence building, one is around career career success, and the, the other one is um, around managing money.
0: Good, lovely. I'd like to say, yes. Yeah. You know what? This is so crucial at this time. And the reason is because people are going through a lot of things. I'm just actually training a lot of people around resilience because times are tough. And people are really struggling with their career, with their jobs. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, A lot of people are just hoping that they can keep them in their jobs. People have lost businesses and they just don't know where to turn. So... And it's interesting that people like you are there helping people, you know, helping women build businesses, start their career change. So we want to break this into two folds. Okay. So say somebody wants to move on with a career, they've lost their job, or they're looking to transition into another job. Okay, so how do you want them to get into that process what mindset what actions should they be taking to get themselves um getting into another job or should they only consider having a business of their own it's it's quite complex now you know so we'd like you to shed some light on what way should people go women in particular yeah
1: I would say if me personally, I would say to anyone right now, if you're struggling financially
0: is to get a job
1: Um, because you need to have a little bit of financial backing behind you before you can start a business because when you start a business, it's very rare that you will be earning that much money that you were earning when you was working from the get-go. You know, it may take you a year. It may take you two years before you actually start earning anything like what you were getting uh, when you was on a salary. So I would actually say to people, get a job, just get a job, get some money in, get your bills covered, take the stress away of thinking about how am I gonna pay my rent or my mortgage? How am I gonna pay my bills? How am I gonna run my car? You know, how am I gonna put clothes on my back and my kids back? Get a job, get a job. Do not think about starting a business if you've got no financial backing i think it's it's we're in such dangerous times now in terms of finances i do i I would advise anyone right now if they're thinking about getting them and they've got no savings and they've got no financial backup i would definitely advise getting a job and doing that for a couple of years and whilst you're in your job you can actually start to plan and prepare and do what you want to do as a business on the side That's what I had to do. That's what a lot of people had to do. We always, we call it a side hustle. You know, you, you, you're nine to five and then you come home, you have your dinner and between seven and 9.30 at night, you were working on your business, yeah? And you were doing that because that business is the thing that you're most passionate about. And that business is the thing that you know that will help people, yeah? So if you've got an idea that you're really passionate about, Nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. I think the biggest problem is people go into businesses half-heartedly. They go into things that they're not really that passionate about, or they go into things and they're not sure why they're doing it. So really dig deep and think about why you're doing it. I had to go through that process myself. I had to really think about everything going back from my childhood. You know, what, what were the things that I wish were in place that are not in place? I wish there were places that, you know, my mum could have gone to, where she could have got the help and support when she was going through her troubles. So, you know, they, these are the sorts of things that I wanted to put in place and have a, a space where women could come and talk and talk about their troubles and actually talk about getting financially independent and becoming um, more financially successful, actually. And I'm really proud that I've been able to help so many women not only get the jobs that they want, but also become financially successful as well. Or run their own business. I think the business does come later on. Um, So I would say if you've got no financial backing, really, I wouldn't think about getting a business and only think about getting a business when you you have got a bit of money. You know, you've got a few grand saved and you can think, right, okay, I can now leave my job and I can now step forward in my business because while you're working, that's when you can be doing your market research. That's when you could be putting out, you know, your little surveys. That's when you could be looking at um, the type of branding that you might have for your business. You might be looking at, um, you could test market your business on on your work colleagues. You know, there's so many things that you can actually do while you're working. Um, And then once you've got enough um, backup and and enough, sort of people that you think actually these people would be my clients you need to get clarity about who your clients would be who who is actually going to buy your product the only reason why businesses succeed is because you're solving a problem for someone yeah and so you have to solve a problem for someone and it has to be a price that they're willing to pay and and I think that once you've got those two combinations right then you will have a successful business So I would definitely think about getting a job. And in terms of getting a job, 80% is mindset, 20% is action. And I'll say that again, 80% is mindset, 20% is action. Um, A lot of women don't go for jobs because they think they're not good enough or they're not capable of doing that job. And I'm here to tell you today, you are good enough and you can get that job because I have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women I've helped women who have never worked. I've helped women who've had one year's work experience and they're in their 40s. You know, I've helped women who, you know, their English is their second language and they really struggle with English. They've got a job. So it's it doesn't matter what excuses that we come up with. You know, we can all find a job. We can get a job. It's how you present yourself and what's up here in your mind. How are you gonna present yourself today? What are you going to do? And you have to keep applying for jobs that you know that you can do even if you don't meet all of the criteria you know men will apply for jobs even if they meet only 50 percent of the criteria for the job 50 percent. guess how much it is for women how much is it (laughs) (laughs) women will only apply for jobs if they meet more than 90 percent of the criteria oh my goodness (laughs) oh (laughs) my goodness yeah men will just apply for a job anyway even if they only meet 50%. Oh. So this is, again, it's about confidence. It's about mindset. Exactly. And we need to have a bit more of that. I can do this. They should be lucky to have <laughs> me. That's that's the attitude <laughs> we want you to be going with. But also there are things that you can do to help yourself. You can make sure you have a good CV. I see too many poor CVs. I see too many CVs that are badly written. Um, I see too many um, CVs with typing errors. You know, always get somebody to proof check um, your CV. Um, a lot of um, organisations like Reed and organisations like that now are actually checking um, CVs. There's a lot of training organisations that do employability skills. I teach on some of those um, employability skills courses myself, uh, where you can go on these courses for free and you can get a, a, a decent CV out of it. So there's no excuse to having a poor CV anymore. There's so many organisations that will help you for free. So I just think that um, having the mindset, getting yourself a good CV and just keep applying, just keep applying, keep applying, keep applying. And when you get that interview, you have to prepare yourself for the interview. You have to prepare yourself mentally um, and physically for the interview as well. I think, again, what I'm finding is all too often people are going into interviews half-prepared or you know they're, they're going into it half-heartedly. No, you've got to go into that interview like, hello, I'm here. And I'm coming for that job, whether you like it or not. Okay. That job is mine. That's the attitude you need, that's okay? It. And that's what they get when they come to me and they come on one of my courses. It's, it's, they get so fired up that they, they go out there and they come back to me and they say, Rose, I've been offered two jobs. I've been offered three jobs. I can't believe it. And I say, what a great position to be in. What a, what a great problem to have. <laughs>
0: That is really super. Yeah. Which which takes me to the confidence problem, because most of those things you talked about has a lot to do with confidence. Like, do I really worth it? Do I deserve it? Can I get it? Am I enough for them? That sort of thing. So that's where we actually, you know, place ourselves short especially women so how do you think women can begin to boost their confidence come out authentically and just you know um embrace and attract the things that they really do deserve there's a lot of things there I mean it's baby
1: steps it it really is baby steps and if you can start to do things that you know you can achieve very very slowly so say for example um you wanted to get a job but you you were just like you've been you've had so much rejection that you've just basically shut down there's one small thing that you could do maybe you could get somebody to have a look at your cv or or, you know you could go to one of these training organizations where they will um, help you to write a new cv just doing one little thing that will just boost your confidence slightly so you could maybe do that or you could get somebody else to write it for you or you know you could have a talk to somebody who's in that field um, of the job that you want. So say, for example, you wanted to get work in HR, you could try and get into conversation with somebody on LinkedIn or, you know, just ring somebody up, ring around family and friends, see if there's anybody um, connected to HR and try and have a conversation with someone and say, what is it like working there? What type of people um, are they looking for? Do some research and that will again increase your confidence so it's like little tiny things that if you're going to just accomplish one thing one day so one thing a day one day you might work on your cv the next day you might do some ringing round and just find out a little bit about the the organizations that might um take you on and, and find a little bit more about the job and on the third day you could do something else and then again as each step goes by as each day goes by By the, before you know it, by the end of the week, you've done five actions. Exactly. And each action will take you closer and closer and closer towards getting your dream job. The next thing you need to do, you need to work on your mindset. Okay. And there's a couple of key things that you can do to work on your mindset. The first thing is visualize. Visualizations are very, very important. You need to visualize yourself. um, You need to visualize yourself. Um, in that job can you see yourself working there what, what opportunities uh, do you see yourself having what do you see yourself doing what type of people do you see yourself working with imagine imagine it first because things are created twice once in the mind and then the second time in the physical yeah so we really have to visualize and imagine ourselves working in that company or, or in that profession That's the first thing, visualizations are very, very good practice. You can do that every day. The second thing is is, um, having a practice of gratitude as well. Being grateful for all the things that you have in life. These are all good daily practices that we can do um, that that will boost our confidence, boost our self-esteem and also start to think about some of the beliefs that we have about ourselves that are not true and not helpful. We all have them. We all have beliefs that hold us back. And those are the beliefs that create these excuses that people have. And we can get rid of those. We can actually start to release. Once we can identify what they are, we can start to release them. Um, And you can actually work with a good coach or a mentor or somebody like that. If you can't afford to do that, just chat to a friend and say, what do you think? What do you think my beliefs are that are holding me back? And they'll tell you, you know, and you can start to release them and replace them with more empowering beliefs. Start saying mantras, start saying affirmations. I am good enough. I can get the job that I want. Start saying those every day. It's all a practice, a daily practice, just like some people do yoga, some people pray, some people do meditations. Whatever it is, it's a daily practice that will take you closer and closer towards your dream job, ultimately your dream career, ultimately your dream life. Um, But we have to keep it up. We have to keep it up
0: that's it, that's it. <laughs> just like i tell my you know my my group my community accomplishment propels confidence i mean when yeah. you're able to accomplish one tiny thing yeah. the your confidence and you do another one it builds it and yeah. gradually you begin to you, the little thing you achieve mm. makes you feel yes i've done this i'm gonna yeah. go forward and do the rest so if you don't take action you don't boost your confidence you don't have exactly chance. so good. you just take so, yeah. something tiny
1: that's something it. even tiny, even if it's something like, I don't know, um, go, take, you know, going and getting some clothes yeah. washed so that they're ready for an interview. Exactly. Yeah, Or something, you're just doing one tiny little action that's taking you closer towards getting that job. Exactly. And the biggest um, advice I can give to anyone is that if you can find somebody who's already working for that company or working in that profession, and talk to them about the talk, sorts of people that they're looking for that the company hires and then you can start to know whether or not you'd fit in and if you if you will fit in you can start to embody their language you can start to embody some of the thing some of their practices and start to do your research and i'm telling you it's not an easy thing but once you get into it, it it's a lot of work but it's worth it that's what I say to people. They say, oh, you know, oh, you've got, it's like hours researching companies and doing this hours spending on application forms. And I'm like, how many hours are you going to be spending at work? Eight hours a day, five days a week for 40 years. And you're, and you're moaning about spending three hours on an application. <laughs> okay. You know, they say, well, once you, once you, they go, oh, once you put it like that, I suppose it's not too bad. <laughs> Take your time and really go for it. Okay, so for those who are ready to start their own business, maybe they have got a bit of financial backing, maybe they've got their business idea, start telling people, float it about. You know, find a reason to use your business, even if you're doing things for free or for very low cost in the beginning because that is your test market, that you will know whether or not people want the service that you're offering. Um, and And you just need to start going out there and doing it, whatever it is. If you make soap, you need to make soaps and give them as presents to people for their birthday, for Christmas, for Christmas, for bar mitzvahs, everything. You're you known as a soap lady, yeah? So you, you're you <laughs> going to be given soap. If you make candles, it's the same thing. So whatever it is that you're doing, make that something that you're known for within your own community. And then eventually you will get the feedback as to whether they think it's good. Oh, it's, it's okay, but I just wish you had it in different colors. Oh, it's okay, but I just wish... You know and that's your market that's your feedback and then you can start to adapt and change and, and refine whatever it is you're doing but really start within your community that's what i did i started within my own community i started running little um little sessions one hour sessions career boosting sessions for women i started doing all kinds of little things little confidence sessions for women, you know, for free or for like 10 pounds here and there, you know, just to get started, just so I could know what people wanted and what the feedback was. And once I got that, I could refine my own programs. So now the programs that I have on my website, you know that those are programs that have been seen by maybe 80 or 90 people and been refined by them um, and their comments, you know. Even the name of my company, Amazing Women, Global comes from my test markets because when people used to come on my courses and I used to say to them, right, how do you feel now that you've you've completed this course? And hands down, without shadow of a doubt, they all used to say, amazing, I feel amazing, it's great, I feel amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love. It. Let's talk about amazing women global. You know your yes. awards and you know the work you're doing in oh the amazing awards. Yes, yes, definitely.
1: So we started that in 2017 and um, I worked with a team on that because obviously it's quite a big event. It's, I I am used to organizing events, but you do need a team. Um, So I worked with a great uh, team for that. And we started in 2017. But when we first started um, the awards, we were were expecting maybe 50 or 60 people. Um, Now we were turning people away. The venue only held hundred people. And we were turning people away at the door. You know, we'd sold out two weeks before the event. It was phenomenal. We got into local press, national press, we got onto radio. I was just like, oh my God, I was not expecting this. The nominations that we got for women came, we got 140 nominations from five different countries. I was blown away. I didn't realize the appetite was out there to promote and celebrate other women as. I knew, I knew it was there, but I just didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and, the, you know, we did our first awards. The stories were phenomenal um, and it was just great. And I feel like we built a community because the second awards that we had in 2019 was in a much bigger venue. We had much more help. We had a bit more sponsorship and it went really great. We got Angie Greaves um, from Smooth Radio to be our host. And it was just a, such a fantastic event. It, it was like a big party, and we were all celebrating. Women from all faiths, all nationalities, all colours. And the fantastic thing was, we had a couple of women come from different countries. We had a woman from Sri Lanka come all the way from Sri Lanka to my venue. You know, <laughs> I was like, wow. Ah. <laughs> um, and we had another woman um, came from France. So I was just like blown away. Yeah. But you know, with social media, you know, everything is international. And, you know, people see what you're doing from different countries and they go, right, okay, I like that. <laughs> um, you know, I'd like to come and, you know, everyone's welcome. And um, so, so, we so we did the second awards and then we had, so for that one, we had about 150 people there. And again, we have some phenomenal um, winners. We had some phenomenal stories. And a lot of those women have gone on, what, what the feedback has been is that, once they've won an award, or they've even been nominated, not even one, that they've now elevated themselves to the next level. They've gone out back into their communities and done even more things, which is what I was hoping for. So their confidence levels have been raised because they were, somebody recognized their achievements. And these are ordinary women. These are not women that would normally win awards. They're, they're not women who are captains of industry. They're not managing directors of companies you know, they're not women who who are like lawyers and and doctors and things like that. These are ordinary women who run maybe community projects. You know, it could be a lollipop lady, you know, the the ladies that help the the kids cross the road. It could be someone like that, or somebody who helps out at a local youth club, or somebody who runs a gardening project. You know, so it's really people who are impacting on their communities, And these are the women that we're celebrating and elevating. And what I'm so so excited about is the fact that I have been able to not only have women from different countries come to the award but I have been able to go out when I've been traveling whether it be for pleasure or for business I have been able to go out and bring an award to different countries so we've been able to uh, we've brought an award out to St Kitts and presented some women with um, who were running a women's project a women's and business project out in St Kitts Um, when I did some work out there. Um, I was able to present an award to a a woman who runs an orphanage in Thailand when I went out there on holiday. And um, I went to South Africa last year just before lockdown and I was able to bring an award to South Africa and um, give an award to an amazing woman who was running a women's project, um, you know, to help abused women. to get back on their feet and and give an award to um, a women's project in South Africa and and do some speaking out there and, and give some inspirational talks and workshops. So I've just had, I've just been on this incredible journey where, you know, it's just been so international and people who live in different countries have been affected by the work that we're doing on our little piece of land here in London. It's just it just blows me away when I think about all all the things that we've achieved and all the lives that we've impacted on. So for, for me, it I would never be doing any of these things had I still been working my nine to five. And I'm not going to diss a nine to five because that's helped me build my foundation financially. However, now I feel like I'm in a new. Um, era of my life, and, I, and I'm self-employed. I will never go back to working nine to five now because I'm. I can work so flexibly. I I since I've been working for myself, I've never worked school school holidays, um, unless i you know unless I wanted to, um, and I can just take days off when I want to. I can take weeks off when I want to, and that's really for me. That is the biggest success um, for anyone is just being able to take the time off when they want to. Um, and, and I'm just I feel very blessed that I have a business where I can do
0: that that is wonderful that's lovely and well done for all the work you're doing and perhaps someday you're gonna get a you Soulful Genius award for being a Soulful oh. Genius out oh, there I mean that is what we want to do because you're shining your light you're giving other people the permission to shine their light to be who exactly. they want to be you know that sort of thing people who never thought they could get award um, recognized, going back to their community with that level of confidence, you know, belief in themselves because you have recognized them, Help them to help many other people. You see how wonderful, you know, the little things we do, we put out to the world, how it multiplies and help other people. And that's what we want to do. Well done so much. Thank you for all that wonderful thing. So we're coming to the end of the program. I'd like you to give one word, one advice you know what's your one word for anybody looking to shine their light be more confident build a business go back to a job struggling just want to leave their life what would you be saying to them right now i just
1: want to say you can do it and oh, and, and this is why i know you can do it because i have helped women who have been literally on their knees with low self-esteem low confidence um Everything taken away from them, maybe from divorce, illness, abuse, what you name it. I have helped so many women get back on their feet. So I know you can do it. it. It's not a case of what if, what if, what if. You can do it. You just have to want to do it and you will do it. I, When women are empowered, the whole community benefits. And this is what you need to know. It's not just about you. It's about the people. Once you start to shine your light, the people that you are going to impact on is immeasurable.
0: So you can do it. Thank you so much, Rose. Thank (laughs) you. That's so powerful. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. And, and, you know, that's that's where we're going to be wrapping it up today on the You Soulful Genius podcast. I'm really honoured to have you here, Rose. And I hope sometime later we'll continue this conversation because you have so many wonderful nuggets for people out there. I'm sure they would love to have you on next time. So for today, that's where we're going to be wrapping it up. To find out more about Roz, I'm going to be putting lots of um, details in the show notes, how to connect with Roz, how to find the events, the page and everything. So in the show notes, we're going to be putting lots of um, details there. So thank you so much, Roz, for having you today. And we hope next time we can continue this talk. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. I'd love to all your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the You Soulful Genius Podcast. Please do share, subscribe, and get in touch with us. To learn more about the You Soulful Genius Podcast, visit creativebusinessweek.com. And do not forget to join us next week for another beautiful episode of the podcast.